How far can you push a client into accepting your idea? Should you show what's going on in your own content? And when is punching a dolphin a really bad idea? Find out the answer to all these as we talk to Dan Knowlton. This is Marketed Not Live, the show that dives deeper into the ideas, philosophies and strategies of the best marketing minds. Here's your host, Biz Paul. Welcome back to Marketed Not Live, the official podcast of the Marketed family of events that includes our live event in September 2021 and Marketed Light, our online marketing education platform that you can go and listen to all the things that are now released from back in September, where you're going to hear 10 amazing speakers delivering some fantastic education for you. I'm your host, Biz Paul, and together on this show, we're going to navigate the ever-changing world of marketing by having a chat to some fantastic people that, uh, well, will just share their own experiences so that you can pick their brains and do something with it. One of the challenges with creating a podcast is distribution. You want the world to listen, but who actually is? In the case of this show, it may just be you. But it's easy to assume that people just listen through Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher, when actually there are many other options available. Basically, we just need to get out of the Western bubble and think about going global. Well, with Captivate, you can quickly push your podcast out to a multitude of different channels and increase your audience. So become a worldwide sensation by visiting Captivate.fm. Today, I want to revisit the subject of creativity. We spoke some episodes ago to Tim Elliott and got his ideas about generating ideas and really evolving uh, and empowering a sense of creativity in ourselves and in our colleagues and also within uh, brands that we might work with. And I want to make that a bit more practical today by talking to Dan Knowlton of Knowlton Marketing, who has delivered all sorts of wild and wacky kind of content for, for their clients. And they're not necessarily clients that, that I may or may not work with, although they've worked for some fantastic names, actually. Um, but I'm more interested in the process that they are going through in having these ideas and working with clients. Because I think that part of our challenge as marketers is firstly having the idea. And as I say, we've spoken to Tim about that. So that's something that we can all work on. How do we have these ideas? How do we create the sense of it's okay to be a bit weird? It's okay to come up with something that's a bit off the wall and just fling things about and seeing where that takes you in your thought process. But then how do we deliver those ideas to clients in a way that gets them on board, helps them make sense? that also matches their objectives and their criteria. It's really easy just to listen to what a customer's got to say, accept what they say, and just produce some kind of mediocre rubbish that's not going to do anything. And we've got to try 
and stop ourselves from falling into that trap because it does nothing for our sector. It does nothing for the the client and it does nothing for our own motivation and our own confidence in, in believing that we can come up with, with good ideas. In this time of lockdown and boredom and negativity and, and depression and all of these things that are going on, I kind of think it's up to us as creative people to push these ideas a little bit further than may be comfortable and to test the water and to see how it lands. And if it's not right, then it's not right. But at least you've had the thought process. And if it works, well, then that's really going to push your stature, your business, the results forward. Of course it is. But I think we should have the confidence to do it. So how do we do that? Let's listen to my conversation with Dan Knowlton. Dan Knowlton is a UK-based digital and social media marketing expert who has grown Knowlton into a multi-award-winning business that has worked with global and local brands including FIFA, Nestle, Citibank, Eurotunnel and Wall. As well as running Knowlton, Dan is known for giving his best insights away on stages at events around the world whenever that is possible. Do you remember that time? Dan, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me, Paul. Uh, do you know, it's always a pleasure. Um, I'm just looking at your bio and looking at these names and going, that's a pretty hot list of names. How do you get to work with people like that? Um, you spend four years not really knowing what you're doing and figuring <laughs> out how to deliver value for clients. And then you spend the last two years knowing what you're doing and building a team that are more skilled than you to deliver the work. I so like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that sounds like a good plan. Do you know what you should do? You should actually create an online program uh, yeah. that tells people about that. Yeah, I'm totally going to do that. It needs to be $497. Yeah, I'm so doing that. Three-step program to becoming a bazillionaire. You should. You should do it. You should do it. Um, now, look, I've known you for a few years and it's been really interesting to see your journey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, you're now set up in this lovely new office. And if you if you want to go and see it, you know, go and have a look at, at Dan's Instagram um, and see what's mm-hmm. going on there. Uh, but you're absolutely right. You have built a team of, of skilled people. I've, I've seen that. T- today, I want to talk to you about creativity because the reason that i've essentially Mm. asked you on is i see a lot of what you do online uh the content that you're putting out there the behind the scenes stuff i guess we would call it shows you and your team working with your clients and actually creating Mm. stuff you're not sat there talking about your theories of marketing you're showing the work Mm. being done and i like that so let me ask you first of all is that a deliberate thing that you want yes, to show people definitely. i think it's it's always been something we've wanted to do but it's kind of difficult when you like when we started six years ago and you're in your parents back room and you basically haven't got any clients and you're trying to say oh i'm doing this today it's very difficult to try and show work you're doing when you haven't got any clients but now that we're actually established and 
we are doing cool stuff. We actually, we sometimes we have to tell ourselves and make ourselves to create more of that content because we forget to do it. But now, we're, yeah, now we're, we're running cool projects and things. It's, it's much easier to actually create the content to show it. And so how, how much do you feel like you can show in that, in that scenario? Because I guess some bits are what, under embargo until a campaign's released. So how do you decide what elements to show during that process? Well, yeah, it's speaking to the client, first of all, to, to understand what they're comfortable with, um, but just doing it in a clever way. So, for example, we ran a recent campaign with a kind of large Whole Foods company and um, there was lots of their logo and their branding around on set, but we kind of tried to shy away from showing any of that. So yeah, it's just being clever really and and seeing what the, the client's comfortable with. Some literally don't care and they'll just be like, yeah, do what you want. But others, you have to be very careful. We're running a campaign at Christmas and they're much more sort of don't do this, don't do that. So we've got to sort of stick to that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. But you bring them on board by the sounds of it as you're going through that process. Would you say that you've won clients on the basis of showing how you work. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely a key part of our kind of content strategy now because there's so many people out there that, and again, this was us before we actually started delivering really cool work. There's lots of people out there that say they do this, they do that, or you know, talk a good game, but there's nothing more powerful than actually showing you doing it. So yeah, it's definitely been been part of our content strategy now. So talk me through a little bit about some of your process, because this is what I'm really uh, interested in. And I suppose in a way it stems from seeing it mm. online. But when I when I watch your content, what um, what really strikes me is that, well, I suppose the amount of effort that you're going to to create this type of content, whether it's creating a set or whether it's doing um, stop motion stuff or whatever, whatever it is, it's clear that you, you're not just sort of writing a few blogs Mm. for clients. You're focusing on video. Would that be right? Would you say you focus on video? We're heavily video focused. Um, I think it, it, it comes down to realizing that most content on socials just isn't interesting and realizing that, you know, we learned this ourselves. When we started out on social, we were we were looking at what other marketers were doing and copying that and creating kind of standard educational content or nothing that's too kind of out there. And then I think it was like, it must have been about three years ago, we created our first, our, ourselves for our company, a first kind of entertaining piece of content. And it just outperformed everything. It was a, it was a sketch to do with, it was taking the mick out of kind of networking events and we just did it to, as a test to see how see how this works, and it outperformed everything we've ever done. It, it you know we had people messaging us wanting to work with us, literally referencing that video. So from that point, we sort of thought, hmm, maybe we should start creating this kind of content for clients. And then that started the process of, you know, when we're pitching concepts to clients, we sort of used a unique approach to create entertaining content that that was focused on sort of fulfilling the needs of the the person we're trying to serve it to first. So being interesting to watch but also integrating uh, you know a clever script that helps overcome the objections of the customer communicates the benefits and that kind of thing so so when you're okay let's imagine you're pitching to that that client then and you would say well we've got some ideas based on what we know about you are you 
are you delivering ideas straight away? So we've had this idea or this idea or this idea, or are you not at that stage at that point? Do you start off with maybe doing some digging so it elsewhere? Depends. It depends because some pitches we've done, we've delivered a pitch that for, for, for a big project that's been right. This is the, we didn't give the ideas away. We said, look, this is what we can do. Here's evidence of how we've done it before. You pay us this amount and we'll put together all these ideas. You choose one, then we'll deliver this project. However, some clients go ahead with that. But more recently, we had a project where they said, okay, this is interesting, but we want you to do a smaller kind of strategy development piece of work first to, to, to sort of demonstrate different concepts to us and how it would work and that kind of thing, and then sign up for the bigger kind of campaign. So it does kind of depend yeah, it depends on on the individual sort of client. And you would that's a chargeable piece yeah, yeah, of work. Yeah, definitely. Though, right? So we'd either we'd either pitch as yeah. here's the whole thing, sign up, or here's this first smaller piece of work. And it's really sort of when I'm delivering the pitch, it's it's sort of reading the the room and seeing how things are going in terms of if if I feel like they they're not quite there yet and they, they need a bit more convincing. And uh, so let's say that they have, uh, they, they totally love you guys. They've seen your content. They know what you can do, uh, you know, without giving away your trade secrets. I'm not interested in kind of you, you giving away those because I've obviously got a, a specific way of, yeah. of doing things. But I'm quite keen on uh, sort of understanding the the creative process that some like you might go yeah. through in terms of how you how you come sure. up with ideas yeah. so can you, can you maybe explain a little bit about how you i guess yeah. ideate and uh you know discover what what's going to yeah. work with so the we client? have a creative meeting in house and the first thing really is we look at is who are we trying to convince to do something and that's really it's like marketing 101 who's your target market but to produce these kind of creative videos that people resonate with that they're watching and thinking oh, I get that this is interesting you really need to know who it is you're you know who it is you're trying to convince to do something so starting with that first and then working backwards and thinking like for example um, like the project we did with wall the, the clipper brand uh, last Christmas to to promote their flagship product the aquablade we knew that we were targeting like blokes in inverted commas um uh, to with their mm-hmm. with their clippers so we we thought about hmm what do blokes of this demographic this age what are they interested in what would they resonate with what situations and nuances do they know about that we could tap into so that whilst we're they're watching this piece of creative that ultimately is an ad selling a product what could we uh, what scenes could we introduce that they'd be watching thinking oh that happens to me i can relate to that and that kind of thing so it, it's starting with that that uh, you know think of like a uh, uh, a mind map in the center is this person this age this you know they're interested in this and then thinking about what do that you know what could we create that would resonate with them and so do you where do you get that information from then is that profiling that you would do or would you ask your client you know have you done any work on who your target audience is do you yeah, take so it again it depends usually with bigger brands they know all this so they'll literally, yeah. they'll have documents created with all of this information on so that we can then use that to come up with the ideas. But with some, yeah, some kind of 
smaller organizations we work with, they don't tend to have that. So we then need to do the research to, to put, pull that together. And what sort of research would you do? Would it be, say, focus groups or finding people that, are, that match the profile and, and yeah, talking to them? Yeah, actually speaking to people in the target market. Um, like even, for example, the Clipper brand wall, when we, um, we did a, another campaign that was from their professional side, so this was kind of targeting barbers uh, and, that, and those kind of people. And we obviously don't know a huge amount about barbers because we're, we're not barbers ourselves. So we, our team looked in their network and looked at, does anyone know any barbers that we can go and speak to to find out, you know, what do barbers talk about? How do they speak to each other? What kind of language yeah. do they use? And, and we went and spoke to them to figure that out so that things like coming up with the script, the language we were using, the copy for the ads, knowing how we can actually speak in a way that resonates with them. That's really interesting because uh, I, I can't remember who I was talking to now, but I was talking to somebody about um, marketing people, <laughs> yeah. right? And how a lot of marketing people believe that they understand lots of different mm. audiences. Like they're, they're good at empathy. A lot of marketers believe mm. they're good at empathy. You know, I can, I can understand what a 14-year-old girl yeah. is thinking how? because I'm a marketing person. And yeah, exactly. How? How? And what? What on mm. earth are you talking about? Um, but a lot of marketing people will kind of just try and put themselves in a situation and go, right? It's fourteen-year-old girl, so obviously she's talking about um, pop songs and uh, Justin Bieber and boys <laughs> and yeah, you know, whatever. Um, and making assumptions, de delivering on that. But it, but what you're saying, which I think is a much more realistic yeah. <laughs> uh, way doing it, is to say, well, you've got to go to the source. Yeah. You've got to find but out. I think if you miss the mark and if you, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of like, if your dad's trying to be cool and down with the kids, that it, it really doesn't resonate with the audience. You you know, if you're not using the language they're using, it's they can they can tell as well. You know, if we, if we were trying to speak to a barber and we called something you know, in a, you know we, we named something differently to how they'd say it. They'd instantly pick that up and they'd just be like, oh, these, these guys clearly don't know what they're talking about. So yeah, we literally have to do it. And, and also with, um, with some of the bigger brands as well, like I mentioned, they've kind of done the research before. So they will give you a whole set of brand guidelines, tone of voice, and that kind of thing that you need to stick to when you're, you're speaking to these kinds of people. So how do you marry things like um, brand voice uh, that has already been determined mm. i guess to the ideas that that you might have yeah. do you do you base the ideas on the work that's already done in that in that case and try and find something that matches mm. that or do you start with weird and wonderful crazy ideas first and work back the second one it, it, it's a challenge because we you know we're constantly using social media, we know how to get results on the platform. We know that you need to do something really out there and different to, to, to get traction rather than a traditional boring piece of content. So we'll, we'll, we'll go all in with the ideas and the concepts that we really believe are going to get results. And more often than not, we will get pushback from the marketing team to say, Oh, but you know, that's a bit on the line. Should we be doing that? And we'll, we obviously go through a process of gaining feedback and, and tweaking concepts until we get to a point where uh, kind of both parties are happy. But we'll always, you know, we've had situations before where a brand will um, sort of basically make a good idea crap uh, because <laughs> they'll, they'll water it down so much that they 
literally want us to create something which is the complete opposite, which a traditional kind of old school marketing company would create. Yeah. And, and you know, it's it can be challenging at times because we're trying to say, look, we get how these platforms work. We know what we need to create. You know, we've got the data to back it up based on the campaigns we've run. So you can only go so far. But I think it's, yeah, it's just trying to, it's trying to get to a point where you're both happy, but not giving in too much because it would be pointless us running a campaign that we that that suits the cl- the client, but we know isn't going to get results because it's bad, you know. Right. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's defeating the object, isn't it? You're never going to get uh, recommissioned, are you, for a start off? Because you'll ultimately, I guess, you will get exactly. the blame. Exactly. Yeah. Is it? But yeah, it's a difficult one. But you know. But you're right. You don't. You don't want to water it down because you've got your integrity and credibility to think of as well. Have you ever walked away from anything and gone? Do you know what this? This we we really just don't think that it will work. We haven't. But what we and again, this comes through experience. Originally, we would have just gone. Yeah, yeah, we'll do whatever. But now we very. You know, when there's especially when there's a number of decision makers involved from the company that that usually don't really know how marketing works are involved. Mm-hmm. We very clearly say, we understand your point, but we believe, and we and we usually will put this in writing as well, we believe that if we make these changes, the results will not be as anywhere near as good as if we were to do it this way. And then if the client will still, even listening to our expert opinion to do that, they still want to go ahead and do it their way, then we will still go ahead and do it their way. But, you know, usually in most cases, it comes to a situation where, you know, they understand and they they trust our expert opinion it's just about compromise really yeah yeah well that's that that's fair isn't it um what's the what's the weirdest idea that you've um, had <laughs> i've actually got a bit of a funny story we so the the recent campaign we're doing that's some of the behind the scenes stuff that you've seen the big one where we did like a skydive and that kind of thing um i probably i can't mention who the client is yet because it's still kind of the campaign hasn't started yet, but um, mm-hmm. we <laughs> that we originally, I'll tell you about the some of the ideas we originally pitched, which were quite out there. We originally pitched uh, a concept that, that, bearing in mind, they're a sustainable company, and uh, we we wanted to communicate that they were sustainable. We originally one of the scenes in one of the videos was uh, the lead character kind of punching a dolphin in the head to kind of, but 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 it was kind <laughs> of a kind of. Uh, doing it to show that that's not what they're like, if you know what I mean. Okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't like punching the dolphin, no, but yeah, in a yeah, sustainable yeah, exactly. way. Um, what else do we have in this? We originally pitched blowing up a shed. We had a, a herd of hipsters that were being, uh, and a tank that was firing uh, pumpkin seeds at them. You know, th- these are the kinds of or, uh, original ideas we put forward, and then we get sort of dragged back a bit to do something a bit less, depending on the brand as well. Um, yeah what else are we doing we're, we're just currently doing a kind of superhero campaign for a for a big brand that's going out of christmas which is quite exciting what else have we done yeah i guess it that we, we've also done loads of boring stuff as well <laughs> i'm saying boring stuff like this is the thing a lot of people see our our own like strange content of us doing parody videos with wigs and things and think we just do entertaining fun wacky stuff but we also do you know videos for uh, the local council to to get people uh, manufacturing companies getting back into uh, work safely and stuff like that so it's not all as exciting as i just like talking about the exciting stuff (laughs) 
Of course, of course. Have you, oh, this is probably the wrong question to ask because it's kind of putting you in a difficult yeah. position. I was going to say, have you ever put an idea out there that's so far-fetched on purpose, knowing that if they just rain in a little bit, <laughs> you'll actually get more to where you want to be? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To, to be honest, we just, we, we, the, the ideas are far-fetched anyway. Because we know that the, the, the crazier <laughs> something is, the more something you know if you're presenting an ad to someone they see seeing thousands of pieces of content a day the more out there the more someone sees someone thinks wow i've never seen a dolphin being punched in the head that's the kind of thing that's going to grab someone's attention rather than hey we're a sustainable company and we can help you you know what i mean so it's um yeah 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 we're just yeah present out and just just touching on like your team you say that you know you've grown the team and you've got people in there that are just yeah. brilliant now um how has your ability to create better campaigns or better ideas uh, been improved by the the types of people that oh, you so now much. employ so much. um so yeah just hiring people that are that are better than us basically that have worked on you know, one of our teams worked on uh, the Star Wars movie and Red Bull campaigns and stuff like that. Whereas previously, Lloyd and I hadn't been doing anything like that. So it's it's just getting people that have done bigger, better productions than us um, to help us yeah. up our game. That's yeah. Cool. And do you therefore now, if you're expanding the team further, which mm. I'm going to assume you're planning to do in your uh grab for world marketing yeah. domination from yeah. planet or it's yes, it <laughs> um do do you has that affected like what you would look for now in new members of in staff? terms of what sorry in terms of the sort of variety so for example mm -hmm. like in my team I've got someone who's great with uh, video. I've got someone who's great with audio yeah, stuff. I've yeah. got someone who could do graphics. I've got I've got uh, men, women, yeah. older, young. You know, I've got quite a good variety. I sort of look for what are the gaps. Yeah, you know, what's missing now? Yeah, I think the, the way we're planning because because we honestly even now don't know what who our next hire will be in terms of what their role will be. We're basing it on uh, the type of work we're delivering and the skills required to deliver that work. And look, like you kind of mentioned, looking for the gaps, you know, where are the gaps in our team? Because we, you know, for, for, for elements of projects, we still outsource some elements for more specialized things right. that we don't do in-house. So it's thinking, you know, hmm, if we're doing, delivering more projects that require, you know, I don't know, more audio expertise or something else, then maybe we should hire a specific person who's really good at that. Um, so, yeah, it's just looking at it depends what projects come in as well, depending because it could just be standalone video production products, or it could be more sort of paid ad campaigns. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, it sounds very positive um, in terms of how you see it going forward and, and building on those ideas. I, I really like what you're saying about bringing people together and really having those ideas. I just, I kind of feel as though there's, people struggle sometimes to to be as creative as they need to be. And I don't know what you think, but particularly in this period where it's mm. all a bit depressing, I think it would be very easy to get stifled yeah. by it. I think, but I also think, again, just speaking from my personal kind of view and, and some of the team as well, 
like you can get inspiration from anywhere so even you know we've got a lot of inspiration from places like tiktok for some of our linkedin content you know that there's a lot of our team that watch movies and things like that and get inspiration for productions from there so even if you're completely locked down and you know you can't go out and get inspiration from places out there there's tons of things online and content you could be consuming to get inspiration i think that's what something that we try and do differently rather than just as a marketing company you know rather than just looking at you know what are the top marketing companies in the world doing let's try and do that better actually looking at what are the top brands in the world no matter what industry they're in what are they doing that's really innovative in terms of content production and then getting inspiration from those places as well as just industry specific places i think that's helped sounds like a good a good plan well i wish you every success as you continue to to be as creative as you as you are um i do look forward to to your yeah. videos one day we'll be able to get and, the, um, the uh, punch in the head through the concept phase one day well maybe, maybe there's another another brand that will take <laughs> that idea uh on board you know like a, i don't know like a tuna company or something <laughs> yeah. i don't know yeah hopefully fingers crossed Fingers crossed. Thanks ever so much, Dan. Really appreciate your time on uh, the podcast today. Well, I thought that was super interesting. Thank you to Dan for really being quite open about how they do things at at Knowlton. Um, I did ask whether he minded being open about it. I didn't want him to feel like he was giving away any particular secrets, but I think it's quite insightful. Um, If you follow uh, Dan and Lloyd, his his brother and business partner, um, they are very open about things that, that they do um, and they'll show you what's what's going on. But I just thought it was really nice to be able to ask them what their process is. It's not, it's not st- uh, stuff that, that Dan always talks about when he's on stage talking about marketing. So uh, I thought that was super interesting and it was really great to, to see how honest he was. And I thought it was really motivating to know that we can all do this if we can just push those ideas a little bit further and and to know that actually clients will be more accepting than you might think so let's all try i'd love to know what ideas you have maybe pitched to a client or a colleague that has really bombed (laughs) or actually ones that have been super successful just let us know why don't you tweet us at Marketed Live. And until next time, don't forget to check out details of Marketed Live and any other activities that are coming up. We have got some plans actually, some ideas based on the feedback that we've had from Marketed Live. So pay attention, listen up, make sure you're on our mailing list. But until we speak next time, thanks for listening. Our producer, as always, is Charlie Thacker. This is a LightMind Media production for Marketed Live. You've been listening to the Marketed Not Live podcast. Want to go even deeper? Then book your ticket to one of our events where you'll learn more about specific ideas, strategies, and practical ways to improve the results you get from your marketing activity. Visit marketed.live for what's on and how to book.